0: You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about John Carpenter's sci-fi romance, Starman. You
1: no trouble. Me, fifth You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Starman! Wondering what would make first Your
0: spirit! All your money! you get nothing! You
1: lose! Good day, sir! The city is headed for a disaster of biblical
0: proportions. What do you mean biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Rivers and
1: seas boiling. Forty years of darkness. Earthquakes. Volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria.
2: This is a road movie. God damn it! It is a
0: sci-fi romance road movie.
2: <laughs> E.T. drives home.
3: Oh. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh! Welcome to the oh. podcast. <laughs> we are your hosts. I am editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer
0: <laughs> Jared Callan. How you doing, Brian? He got me with that. <laughs> uh. And DP,
3: Mike Greggs is also here. Hi, hello. Greetings. And we have costume designer, Kristen Jones.
4: Ah, hello, hello.
3: And here we are, talking John Carpenter's only theatrical PG film, to my reckon-knowledging, Starman. This is PG with that sex scene? Oof. Oof. They were edgy. Edgy edgy in in the 80s, bro. you know, it's it's 84, (laughs) it's poor PG-13 exists, you
2: know... It's also his only uh, Oscar-nominated film. Oh, that's right. Because uh, Bridges. Nominated for... Oh, really?
3: Yeah, he got uh, nominated for Best Actor. He lost to the... Uh, what's his name? Um, F. Murray Abraham for Amadeus.
2: Period pieces, am I right?
4: Well, it's also like significantly better, but yeah. Also, <laughs> period pieces. I the guy
2: wasn't there, there, acting but, like know. a chicken. Am I right, Brian? <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs>
4: uh,
2: to my knowledge, this is actually the only character that is uh, technically an alien... That has been, act uh, been Oscar nominated. Am I am I incorrect in that? Mm, I, uh, you know. Name another name another an actor, supporting actor, who's playing an alien, whose whose natural form is an extraterrestrial. A being of light.
3: I don't know. Did nobody get nominated in any of those cocoon movies? I guess the, those are probably not the aliens, though. If the yeah, those are probably the old people yeah. in that movie. Humans uh. in aliens movies. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head. You got a point
2: there. All
0: right, so, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio Deno- and Men in Black should have been.
2: Oh, yeah, he should have. Goodness. <sighs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good performance. It was a good performance.
3: But well, I mean, he was barely in the movie, and he was just like walking sure. around like. Water. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like a, it was like, a, like an egg or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Great yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I had a buddy though. In, uh, in when I was going to film school, uh, we, we were we were John Carpenter fans. We would talk about this movie, and I always liked no Jeff Bridges' performance in it. He would uh, he, he would always say that Jeff Bridges looked like he was walking around like a chicken. And I remember watching this movie one time with him, and man, the entire time we were watching the movie, every time Jeff Bridges would take a step, he'd just go. And now every time I watch this movie, that's all I hear. And he just—he kind of fucked Starman.
2: Oh, don't do that to me. No, he did that
0: to me before I watched this fucking movie. (laughs) So the whole time I'm watching this fucking movie, I'm seeing Jeff Bridges going. Uh,
2: I mean, the stuff I was reading on it said he very specifically studied bird movement because he thought that the character was like. Instinctual and you know not fully human in that sense of of just moving and wet yeah I
3: I give you baby so it felt (laughs) very birdy the fact that that's what they were going for (laughs) and that he noticed it and to to point out that oh my god it just (laughs) I don't know
0: maybe 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 there's some truth there I don't know you know I I actually like Jeff Bridges it's good he's yeah he's kind of like he's trying to figure things out you know he he gets better as he goes you know he's even at the beginning he kind of like. Turns his body like a Terminator. It's like the, the the head turns and then the body turns after it, and then he moves. You know, he's more stilted, and he gets more loose, especially after he after they after they fuck, he gets all excited and he has <laughs> the that. Train like, you know, scene. Yeah, he's like, "Whoa, man! I've never felt yeah. so relaxed." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's all smiles. My body and shit. <laughs> is feeling
2: lots of things.
0: <laughs> yes, I remember every feeling. By the way,
2: <laughs>
0: I remember that. Forever.
2: <laughs> Everything this body uh, And so will his son, apparently, because his son oh, is going to have all of his whoa. memories. I didn't think about that, So Riggs. somehow
0: or another, his son is going to remember. It's, <laughs> see, the little boy, Daddy really liked having sex with you, Mom.
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> uh, wow. The connections we make.
0: It's actually like a clone of him. It's not even like... <laughs> It comes out looking like that that little baby with the glowing head at the beginning.
2: Oh my god, that baby was so freaking creepy! Way to go, Stan Winston Studios! Way to go!
0: Yeah, all, all, all the
3: forms were a little creepy.
4: A little, yeah,
3: just, just a little. I mean, well, it was
4: small. I don't. Well, the thing that bit. I thought was, I think, the most unrealistic about this whole movie, which is pretty, you know, unrealistic. But the the, the thing that I couldn't <laughs> stand the whole. The, Like this this thing, this thing comes into her living room in this like creepy doll form, and then starts morphing. And she just lets it morph. Stands there, and then he (laughs) turns into a man. And she's like, "Wait, maybe I should protect myself." And I'm like, "Girl, you are like dead. Like I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like you let it evolve. I don't know what's wrong with you." Uh,
0: You're you're totally right. That that totally took me as by surprise. You know. I think this is some of the best Karen Allen acting I have ever seen in this film. Okay. But that scene when she's just standing there, like just like maybe she's supposed to be in shock, but it's just like it's so strange how like, you know, if I saw something like <laughs> like transforming in mm. front of me, I don't know if I'd be just standing there taking it in. I would have already known where that gun is and popped it a few times.
2: Or at least drop kick the motherfucker out of the window <laughs> or kick something. the
4: baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, look if you have yeah. if you have a creepy doll that's coming to life, I mean, decapitate it and throw it out the window. I don't know <laughs> We've what been other over options this. you have. <laughs> but standing there is not one. of them.
0: Grab the machete. <laughs>
2: Attack. Find the wood chipper. Plug it in. <laughs>
3: I don't feel like she stood there that long and, and looked at it. She, I, like, once it started growing legs, she was like, "Oh damn, this is bad!" And then did, she went looking for the gun right away. And then she was in with her purse looking for the damn gun, right? And that then was a long time. By the this time she gets like... the gun out, like yeah. he's already in full form and he's got that Terminator pose where he stands up.
2: You know, we are talking about like a thirty-second long scene, and it it could be argued that. Some of the reaction shots were technically happening at the same time that she was realizing what was going on. I mean, it's movie time, right? Like, just because something is happening off screen doesn't mean it's not going on concurrently with something else that we've seen on screen. But still, yeah, no, I, I, she's just like, "Oh, this is interesting. What's going on here?"
4: Also, when it takes final form as her dead husband, she's like, "Oh, hey, Sky." <laughs> <laughs>
0: You look like Scott, Oh my hey. dead husband. Would you like what some tea? That, oh, hey.
1: No. I don't know.
3: I kind of like that because, like, you know, she was drinking right before, you know? So yeah. it's like, am I still like, what the fuck is this? And, you know, even after she fades, she, like, wakes up and she's like, Wakes okay. up in a box. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, man, I need to, need to lay off the shit.
4: <laughs> That's, look, look, unless, she's all, unless her drink was laced with something... I, I don't think that you can drink enough to hallucinate your dead husband coming back to life via a creepy doll form. Like, I just, I just.
3: She was going yeah. through one of those weird stages of grief where you start hallucinating. You know, that's just one of them.
2: It's the sixth that, stage of grief.
0: That that progression was cool, though. Uh, they uh, Brian, I think you were telling me that the three different um, makeup masters worked on individual sections of that.
3: Yeah. Uh, Rick Baker did the baby part. Um, and that's the guy that did the the werewolf transformation in American Werewolf in London. Uh, Stan Winston did the elongated legs to the like I guess I don't know what was it like a the ten year old child or
2: younger. Yeah, that was a mm-hmm. fucking creepy kid. Like
0: I like how the, he looks at her. He like rolls over, yeah. and he looks at her, and he gets over on his uh, over on his uh, elbows, and then it continues. He stands up, <laughs> but that little kid had a mole in the middle of his back, and Jeff Bridges didn't have that mole.
4: It, it's all it that make up yeah, on bro. It.
1: You know oh. make up on
4: <laughs> That's some sun damage so he didn't have it yet. It's
0: oh funny. no, or or maybe right. maybe Jeff Bridges is like, oh that's right, he he heals everything as he goes.
4: Sure. Oh, that's
3: right cuz he didn't have the uh, the broken nose.
0: So original right, um, right. Scott actually had a melanoma. Uh, and
4: uh <laughs> There we go. And uh right,
0: that's, <laughs> Starman. That's what it was. Healed yep. it on his own body, even the broken nose. Yeah.
4: I mean, maybe that's what Scott died from, did they ever say?
0: He had skin cancer. (laughs) (laughs) They said it was an accident. Yeah, they just said it was an accident. accident. accidental skin cancer.
4: Well, yeah, isn't all cancer accidental?
2: (laughs) I mean, some people intend for it. Walked outside, got (laughs) some skin cancer. (laughs) Ah, It was an accident. Shit.
1: (laughs) Forgot my umbrella today. (laughs) I didn't
2: know,
0: guys. (laughs) I was more pale than I expected. (laughs) Should have bought the SPF 50. Um, I, I like the lens flares in this movie. They're really sexy, especially like when the ship is like crashing like through the trees. You get these like little starburst lens flares. Mm. Like that was really fucking cool. How did they? How did they do that? Like the, the how do they add lens flares? No, no, no. The, the crash landing. It, it looks really good. And then later they actually show the site and like all the trees are like mowed oh, down. Oh man, did they did that, it actually like burn down a forest.
2: That was one of my notes. Like they, how much of their budget? Like what percentage did they spend <laughs> just on that? Like. Him crashing through the forest with all the giant explosion, like that was fucking dope.
0: It was
3: amazing. Yeah, they had to do That's it twice too because the fucking ground was too wet. So the first no. time they, they took it off, like the apparently like the fire didn't last long enough, and they were like, "Well, that was kind of uh, anticlimactic. We're gonna have to do that again, guys."
0: Holy crap!
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it it was so like the the practical effects were so impressive compared to the. The composites like this was after Superman. We know how to make someone fly through the air, and the composited stuff just looked so garbage. I was like, what? "Oh, really,
0: dude?" Yeah. I thought the
3: fucking stuff like outside the the big picture window in in their house
2: that, I thought, that like, looked good, but the stuff in that the car, great. no, the,
0: the, the, stuff the, the, the stuff through
2: the the stuff through the window was like rear projection, like so that that no, looked that was pretty mad. good.
0: No, no, that was matting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but they clean that was cleaner than when they were in the car. I, I love when when they pull up the, the map. And you can see the projection of the map on their skin with the lasers. <laughs> oh, that is yeah, cool. That, that's, that, that was really, really cool. cool.
2: But why in the hell did his projected map of a place that he'd never been to have fucking states?
0: Dude, have they been because here before? Hello? No, yeah, no, no, but, no. No, that, no, no, guys. <laughs> that's part of the information that was sent in the Voyager. So that's why oh, he had the map. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, the Voyager then, too. Yeah. Right. And because of the, the record they found. But like, with, but, like, but talking about the uh, when they cut to the two-shot of them with the red lasers on their face and all that the the mat behind them out the back window of the forest looks like shit but I think that's because it's such low light they couldn't get a really good clean edge there but what's interesting about the uh, the gold record is do you guys think that that sounded like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger reading a little bit the people of earth <laughs> no I didn't put that together listen to it again Brian when you go watch it for the fifth time uh, you'll see
2: <laughs> the fifth, fifth time this week
0: yeah, I'm talking about this week. After, after, you know, after every podcast, Brian goes back and watches the movie again just to make sure that we didn't forget anything.
3: What? No, I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with them then. <laughs> like, I could like, put this on the done shelf in the, in the movie house.
2: <laughs> All right. How did you feel about the uh, the blue vignette for the, the monster first-person view, Cam? Oh, the,
1: yeah,
0: the monster vision. Oh, it was fine.
1: That's fine.
2: <laughs> <sighs> it
0: kind of bothered me. Really? 1984,
2: bro. Yeah, I yeah, I, well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm referencing Superman, though. Like, there was, they just, they. We've it's seen just technology a ball of so light, much though. better. Yeah, Ooh. I
3: know. <laughs> I mean, like, how much do you want to really see of that? And it's not. I mean, it's a cool idea written down on a piece of paper, but it's one of those things. It's like, uh, I don't know. When you put it on screen, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's what a fucking ball of light looks like floating around without gravity. It's ball just vision. not. Yeah, it's not very. Visually appealing, although I did like the the special effects for that in the wide shots. Um, oh, you yeah, could tell no, the, the blue like light a couple times really that it's just a, a light on a helicopter going across the lake. But whatever, it still looks okay.
0: I didn't notice that. <laughs> I thought it looked good though. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's one shot going across. You can even see like the w- the water being disturbed down below from the helicopter blades. Speaking oh, of
0: breaking the fourth wall uh, in, in ways, uh, when she runs out the back of the house and when she's just, you know, she's carrying her pants and she's just down to her <laughs> panties and she runs around. The shoes um,
2: before the pants. Yeah. It's like shouting at the TV. Hey, man, come on. She's trying
0: to get the fuck on. out of there, you know. <laughs> Anyways, when she runs around the back of the house and when she runs in between the propane tank and the car, you can see all the stingers running on the ground. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Fascinating. I love Not that shot. go back shot, and look man. at that.
0: Oh, it's good. It's good. But, like, why Why do you got all these black cables running into your house, dear?
1: She lives out in the no- nowhere, <laughs> dude. That's how she gets her power. No, man, there's totally. You can see two of them stuck together
0: with the tie wraps and everything. It's just laid. You know, it's great.
3: She, she's stealing the electricity from her neighbor. <laughs> she's like, my husband's gone. I can't afford to live with the power bill. Fuck
0: this. <laughs> I haven't even cranked this car in forever. It might not even start. <laughs>
3: see, this is all making sense. We're, we're fixing it as we're talking about it, we're fixing this. Although I don't really think that
0: there's much to be uh, that needs to be fixed.
2: Hey, this is this no, is a pretty man. solid script.
0: Really solid movie. I, I really enjoyed watching this movie. Did you guys like this movie?
2: Uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was it was a little more boring than some of the other John Carpenter movies that I've seen. Maybe because it was it was relatively um, cliché is not the right word. Um, straightforward maybe. Like it was it was predictable in a lot of ways. But you don't that's like not. Like, love stories? I, I, you know, it was fun. It was fine. Everyone was believable. I just, it, it didn't, it didn't like draw me in in the way some other love stories have done.
0: Mike, maybe you should have read the, the quote on the, on the poster. It says, <laughs> He's traveled from a galaxy far beyond our own. He's 100,000 years ahead of us. He has powers we cannot comprehend. And he's about to face the one force in the universe he has yet to conquer love. Yeah the poster It's a bullshit. love story bro
4: Wait, hold on. Do you really? <laughs> hold on.
0: That poster is bullshit. He doesn't have
2: no. powers. He has little freaking metal balls. He has, he has technology. seven little
0: balls. Now, what he happens if he technology. runs out of those
2: balls? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I was asking the same question. They don't reference that. They don't talk about it, do I, <laughs> it. I don't know. Was that like, know.
3: why he was dying in the movie? Like, is, Was that why he was looking sickly no. as the film he went was, on? He was running he out of balls? All that makes sense.
0: He was to <laughs> use your balls up. Yeah, If he puts <laughs> his power into his balls. He did no more balls, dude.
4: <laughs> no, I don't no, think he... the balls had anything to do with it. He had a three-day time limit. That's yeah. irregardless of balls, or regardless of balls, yeah
2: yeah oh it's never regardless of balls,
4: thank you very much
2: <laughs> no, he definitely he he went from he went from a ball of light to a full grown clone in the course of forty five seconds, of course, he only has three days for his body to last, of course, it totally makes sense,
4: no, no wait, I don't think uh no, 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 wait, I don't think that's how fast he ages. I think that. That was solely because he even said it. He was doing that so that she would fall in love with him and she would help him. I mean, it, this is why I question the love story because he specifically said he was doing it to like manipulate her feelings.
3: So she's not a little bit jumpy, bro. Come on,
0: l- l- jumpy l- little, little bit, little bit, l- little bit. Yeah,
3: l- little bit jumpy. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing that the whole podcast. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, like, if he showed up as a big, like, orb and was like, <laughs> float me to, <laughs> put me in a jar and take me to, uh, to you know, where the hell, uh, Arizona, maybe. Arizona I would be maybe. way more
4: receptive to a floating orb than my dead husband come back to life.
3: That
2: is true. That may be a little traumatizing. I,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Maybe. I mean,
2: it's not the alien's fault that the only piece of genetic material that she had in that photo album was his hair. I mean, she could have put anything else in there. That and it was like actually in out the shape of an orb. Do you notice <laughs> she that?
1: Cleans. Ours?
4: She yeah, it was. cleans <laughs> her house, and I don't think she should be penalized for that.
2: <laughs> I did appreciate the scene when they get to the hotel, and she's like, "All right, I'm going to take a shower." And she's like, pulling her shirt off, and she's like, "Oh fuck, never mind. This is not a good idea. Sorry. You still look like my dead husband. I'm going to back up and go over here now."
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think Karen
3: Allen's got a lot of great moments. I, Jared, I think you're 100% right. Like, this is her best performance, man, I've ever seen on fucking screen. She just knocks it out of the goddamn park. When they're in that diner and uh, he asks her to define love, dude, that is fucking... That's heartbreaking, man. Yeah. And it's just, like, coming through the terms of her own grief, and, like, you don't get really any answers, and I, I don't know, that. I think that kind of makes it a little bit more real that you don't know what happens to him because... It's such a traumatic experience. That's not the highlight you're you're going to talk about. You know, you want to focus on the good things when somebody passes away. And oh, man, she just fucking nails it right there. It's just it's it's really heartfelt. Yeah, she's dead on the entire time. I was like, this is the same fucking actress from Scrooged.
4: I know I looked her up because I was like, why does she look so familiar? But I couldn't place that. She was really? The we just watched this Scrooged.
3: Like two weeks ago. I know, but she's so much better in this.
4: I like her so much better in this movie. I was also
3: getting like some uh, some Sarah Connor vibes from her as well.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, like in the first one, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Where she's like the the I don't know. She's she's ending up at pregnant. Uh, she's ending up pregnant at the end. Somebody from a different like time or who
2: speaks place. like
0: I mean you no harm, Ginny Hayden.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come with me if you want to drive to Arizona. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
0: Oh man! Actually, I brought this up to my dad today, and I was like, "You ever seen the movie Starman?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Red light, stop. Green light, go. Yellow light, go very fast." And I was like, "That's what you remember from this movie."
2: I've <laughs> been watching line. you very specifically.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. I, like even in the audio commentary, Jeff Bridges is like, "That's that's the line everybody comes and quotes to me because I think it's in the trailer." Oh,
0: is that what? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this, I think you know, but yeah.
4: I did enjoy that line a lot, but I feel like the more memorable line is I gave you a baby.
0: <laughs> did you want it? Cuz I can I can stop it. Well, I mean, at least he gives her an out. He's not like, oh, "Well, guess what? Yeah." <laughs> <You're Hey. fucked." laughs> I can also do space abortions too. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to waste my last little thing. I was gonna give this to you, but uh, I might have to lose lose my last ball now. One
2: last, <laughs> one
0: ball left. But I understand. We should have talked about this beforehand. <laughs> train went
2: through tunnel. I didn't realize where train was going. Now we're in Vegas.
3: Oh, that is we pretty funny. We almost to Winslow. Uh, They overshot where they're going because they
2: were fucking. (sighs) (laughs) You know, it happens. It happens. If you're going to go on a train, just go all the way. Yeah, man. He was out of this world. Take that train to the station. You know what I'm saying?
4: Well, luckily, luckily, they did overshoot because (laughs) he, you know, got her pregnant and now at least she has some money. Like,
1: yeah, I wrote that down. He 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 did gave her a a million dollars.
0: He gave her a baby and a half a million dollars to raise it with. (laughs) That doesn't suck, you know?
4: yeah at least you can like afford some help now because he's leaving.
0: <laughs> he paid his child support in advance. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I lo- I also thought it was really funny when she was asking about his like home life and he was like, "Oh man, like there's no peace and everyone's great and we take care of the week and but it's not pretty like this. Like this is pretty." Like I was like, "Really? You have like all of these wonderful things, but the scenery in the desert is where it's."
0: At. <laughs> <laughs> you ever you ever been in this in a starship? It's all light, you know? Just kind of, man.
4: Yeah, it's overrated, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's-
2: I don't know. That, that scene to me was one of the actually the more moving parts of the whole thing because he was, you know, talking about how idyllic his society is, but he, he was referencing how much that they were missing. He's like, you, you guys here, you're, you're actually living. There's something here that you have that we don't have. And, you know, he doesn't spe- he doesn't specify what it is, but it's I don't know. I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting for you to kind of project what your own thoughts on the beauty of humanity could be. was one apple pie.
0: Fuck yeah man, man. Dutch et- yeah. Dutch apple pie with whipped cream?
4: I don't know. Clearly I I I'm projecting my own suspicions on him because when he was like outlining how idealic it is and I guess we're supposed to feel inspired for what the human race could be, I was just like, "Come on, like nothing is wrong with your like and, and you're like, "Man, this is the perfect place and everyone's perfect and I love my life. I'm going to go <laughs> to earth." Like I don't buy it. I feel like I've yeah i don't i don't don't buy it i don't buy it it's just too perfect she he's telling her everything she wants to hear so then when he gives her a baby she's like sure i'll keep it
0: do you think that that was his like his goal was to come to earth and impregnate someone that was the next step of their research I, I, I would say no, but... Well, now that you've know, you
4: said it, actually, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, this isn't
3: Village of the Damned, which is also directed <laughs> by John Carpenter. And this could be a prequel to Village of the Damned, for all we know, which is about aliens impregnating women that are going to, you know, kill us all. It's an,
0: you know. do, they, do they use little orbs of power?
3: No, they just all fall asleep in the town. And uh, when they wake up, all, certain women are pregnant.
0: Oh, damn. I mean, oh, I they didn't they're... even get to go through the fun part.
3: Hmm. Well, you know who knows. They were just all.
0: Everybody in the town was asleep. Who knows what happened? Yeah, that's not <laughs> fun, Brian.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Those aliens could have been traumatizing Jared. Maybe it was better they did. They were sleeping through it. Karen Allen looked like she was having fun. Brian.
2: <laughs> Karen Allen definitely did not sleep through it. Not
3: all no. aliens look like buff uh, Jeff Bridges. Okay,
2: <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh,
1: yeah, what man. if
3: ET came down and he was like, "Oh, phone home, <laughs> bro? kiss."
1: <laughs>
0: They made him look like in his transformation, he had a little bit of ET like, you know, a little like gray alien kind of weird spaced eye- out eyes. First oh, for a second. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, when he's 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 trying to get like the final form head on and yeah, everything. He's like, yeah. "No,
0: no, 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 don't go gray, don't go gray." <laughs> <laughs> we we did that on the first landing. Let's not do that this time. <laughs> we fucking freaked everybody out cuz our algorithms were wrong. <sighs>
4: <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no but that's why you have to find the grieving widow and like take her dead husband's form because oh then my
1: God. <laughs> yeah like
4: no this all makes sense actually now that we're we're discussing it
0: so it was calculated to, to and
4: remember because at the end he's like he's like he's gonna have all of my knowledge basically a clone of himself and he's going to be a teacher as in he's going to change your world to look more like ours to do what we want look just because he has like three sentences about how great he is like we're all of a sudden on board with this like we need to vet him like i would like to see his resume at least like what's going on here
2: so so from that perspective you think the u.s military was correct in just shooting his ship down at first sight
4: okay hold on the u.s was like hey we were welcoming all of you please come visit and then he came to visit and they shoot him down and we're supposed <laughs> to think that he's okay with this he's like oh don't worry about it just drive me to arizona and i'll give you a baby like it's all good look actually now that we're talking about this i have a lot of i have a lot of questions
3: oh that's what he was saying he wasn't saying arizona yeah. maybe he was saying arizona, arizona. and baby <laughs> And baby, yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly, Brian.
3: That's what he was trying to get at. He was trying to tell her about his master evil takeover plan. You know yeah. what? Yeah, maybe maybe John Carpenter's just playing the long game. Maybe we're gonna get a Starman <laughs> is this 2. The, and like is this the years oh. that they live, right? Yeah, and then then it'll be hard. It'll be like uh, the Starman's son trying to uh, take uh, take over the world or something.
0: He's like the Antichrist. <laughs> um.
4: I would be down for that movie. <laughs>
0: Karen Allen, dude, she's, she's prime for it. Yeah, man, let's do it. I bet she wouldn't be smiling the whole time in that one. Um, <laughs> did, did, you don't did know anyone... that. I do, I know. She's like, get him, son,
1: get him.
0: <laughs> Show him your gray balls.
1: <laughs>
0: um, the, the crazy, like, Trump-like military guy, do you think it was kind of weird that he's, like, standing in front of a spaceship with um, the the... Uh, the guy who works for the people who try to find aliens. The,
1: What's the, guy, from Man, yeah, the guy from he's, SETI.
0: Yeah, the guy He's
2: been a, like a, a a small character in Sherman. so many movies. Sherman
0: is his name. Yeah,
2: he was in Untouchables. Okay. Charles uh, Martin Smith. Yeah, we just talked about him. Now. He's
0: fantastic, Mark Mark Sherman. Yeah, Sherman's trying to ex- ex- explain everything, and this guy is just like, "Are you, are you sure?" And, but he, just turn around, bro. There's a fucking spaceship behind you. We have the a fucking gold record that we sent out. Yeah. yeah, he's
1: so from like, space, look, bro. Here it is. It's inside the
0: spaceship. It's
1: right here. I didn't here. bring
0: it
2: in here. They brought it from back up there. Oh, I, I don't think it's that's not the part. in
3: Voyager anymore. That's not the part he was having a hard time with. He was he was having a hard time believing that an alien turned into a human being and then is
0: is going oh, that, around. It was that scene. That's the scene I'm talking about. Like, but like, yeah. he got he got here on a spaceship. Bro, they probably have the fucking technology to do that. Why are you having so much trouble? Like, fuck yeah. well, no, he's, like, he's like, is,
2: right is that now? something we could do right now? He was like, well, I mean, theoretically.
0: Could oh, you we mean fly actually? this fucking no, spaceship no. here?
2: No. No, we couldn't do that That's either, That's not
0: bro. what that scene is about, man. He's, he's not arguing about
3: the spaceship.
0: He's arguing no, about. No, what I'm saying is if they could fly here on a spaceship like this, then, of course, they could probably do that too, Brian. Uh,
2: no.
3: What, what, that, was, uh,
0: that was Sherman's entire
2: point. And I agree. I I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I find his disbelief totally
3: like – because it is ridiculous. Like you hear it and, you know, yeah, it sounds like absolutely that was one of the only.
0: That was one of the only expositional scenes that just made me like, ick. <laughs> 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 yeah, that one got me for some reason. Oh, it was He's just standing in throwaway. front of a giant spaceship. <laughs> He's leaning against it. He like turns around and is like, ugh. Are you sure? And he's got his fucking hand on a spaceship (laughs) that came from outer space that took out an entire fucking (laughs) like land of shit. Anyways, holy fuck! I don't know. Sometimes you got to
2: have the disbelieving character to to make sure that everyone in the audience. You know, if if I showed you a spaceship
3: and then I was like, and then the alien came out of the spaceship and he turned into a Lego, and now we have to destroy all the fucking Legos because they could possibly be aliens. I'd be like. Instant recall
2: on Legos. <laughs> Instant. <laughs> I'd be mean, like, but like I, how long have they been Legos? Because stepping on the them the people of the world, world we are about to piss off every time. five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> we need all of the children to build people us like, a spaceship
0: from their Legos. And, and all the parents are like, Are you fucking kidding me? Do you know how expensive Legos are? Have you guys bought Legos? Holy shit. Am I getting a refund for all these fucking Legos? See, look,
3: I'm saying this is what we're talking about right now. Like, see, see this is what would happen. See, so this
2: guy's not so di- so hard to believe, right?
1: he's, the I Lego he's paying parent. for these Legos. He is. The, he's the
2: Lego parent in all of us. Oh, he's just working man. for the US military.
0: <laughs> man, I was raised on Lego, bro. He's the military Lego parent. I had the military Lego set. What? I don't know. What? What? No, you don't. That's not a real thing. Shut up. Go to trailer and I'll show you. <laughs> oh <my God.
3: laughs> he's gonna say he's got a star, starman spacecraft next.
0: Yeah, I just build all these little gray Lego balls.
3: <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna play the trailer for John Carpenter's Starman. We'll be back. In 1977, Voyager 2 was launched into space to
1: the outermost regions of the universe. It carried an invitation in all languages for alien life forms to visit our planet. Someone,
0: somewhere, listened and accepted our invitation.
3: Get ready. Someone is coming. Someone like no one she has ever known before.
1: Can you clone a living organism from the hair of a dead man? We're hypothesizing a technology that's probably a hundred thousand years ahead of me.
0: He has powers we cannot imagine, and the face and touch
1: of the man she loved. Oh God. I sense greetings. What's the matter with you? How much English do you understand? I understand readings in 54 planet Earth languages. Do you seriously expect me to tell, present, that an alien has landed, assumed the identity of a dead house painter, and is presently out tooling around the countryside in a hopped-up 1977 Mustang? You're not from around here, are you? Think of what it would mean to talk to a being from a civilization like that. Think of what we could learn. I don't understand. There isn't much time, please. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. Can't you just leave him alone? What the hell ever happened to good manners? We invited him here! So far to come. So much to do. So
3: little time to fall in love. Look up.
2: Company's coming. John
0: Carpenter's Man.
3: And we're back. That was the trailer for John Carpenter's Starman.
0: Makes me very sleepy.
3: I kind of thought that trailer was cool. I liked the little uh, the the animation with the star and
0: everything. Yeah,
2: it was very (laughs) eighties.
0: Nice throwback. No, it's cool. It had this like you know like very chill music. Really crappy by today's standards, but
2: you know, Uh, is it is it was it good back then too? Because I kind of hated the music in this. You shut your fucking
0: mouth, Griggs. <laughs> I thought the musical was kind of cool in this. It kind of uh, makes me think of um, Moon River, <laughs> Moon River.
2: Uh, he was singing <laughs> in New York, New York. So if you're going to sing it, get the words right.
0: Oh, is that right? I'm spreading the news. Oh, in that scene. I'm talking about the score. Because it's like, dun, 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 dun. I, dun, I hated dun. it. It was so you like bad. You like that? The it's whole, because they
2: brought it back? The whole time. It was so bad. I was like... John Carpenter has done almost all the scores for almost all his movies and usually I'm like eh okay kind of whatever ish about it this one was like just did really He did this one too? No, he did not. He did which not was do this. That.
0: Notable. Ooh, there's a little uh, misstep uh, I think. Ah, I did, yeah, I didn't like it at all. But it still had that like 80s like synthwave vibe, you know, like
3: yeah, all the composers that like he works with like uh, They still are replicating his sound that he, you know, is known for. Um, Like, he didn't do the thing, but that still sounds like a John Carpenter score when you hear that. Mm. You know, it's still like that was done by Maricone. So, you know, I mean, he's not known for synth stuff, but he was doing it in that movie. Um, I think the exception to the rule is like uh, probably memoirs from Invisible Man. That doesn't feel very synthy.
0: Well, this composers uh, also did Officer and a Gentleman and One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest and... Moulin Rouge. So he does know how to make good music.
3: (laughs) Didn't he do One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest as well? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, because Michael Douglas produced this, and uh, uh, that's where Michael Douglas won his uh, first Oscar. Oh, there you go. Was for producing that. So, yeah, I think he was bringing him along. I had no idea that Michael Douglas produced so much shit.
0: It's so crazy.
3: Oh, I thought we talked about this on the uh, Ghost in the Darkness podcast because didn't he? Uh,
0: he produced yeah, we movie. did talk about it a little bit. Do you remember how many podcasts that was? At that, <laughs> <time>? <laughs> that was like that was like twenty twenty years ago. We've done so many podcasts since then. You know,
3: I just expect you to remember all this stuff word for word. You know, everything you
0: see, everything your
3: body feels, Jared.
0: I, I you know I Jared wish I does was not remember everything. <laughs> I know, bro. You know, because it's kind of like movie in, movie out right now at this point. <laughs> Am I right? It's like, all right, what are we, what are we watching this week? That's why he watches it four times. <laughs> yeah, because I said, like, God, I've got to be able to retain some of this. You're a cinematic whore. <laughs> Or a whore for cinema? <laughs> I don't know. Let's. Live. I, I'm gonna say both, but if, if, it's kind of <laughs> like when you talk to uh, an actor who does like an episodic TV series, and you ask them about a specific episode, they're like, "Bro, <laughs> I, I fucking read the script, I said the lines, and then I moved on to the next day. <laughs> like it's over." So you do or you don't like the music? I'm, I'm still. I actually like the music in this. I'm kind of like uh, I, I thought it had a cool. I don't know. It was. It's a space. It, it's. It's like a spacey love story theme kind of oh man like, keep I, yeah, bringing it back it, it's all light it's all light hearted and, and and they have a theme you know and anytime things actually like you know uh, get lovey it, it moves into there it's, there's a scene where they're sitting in in the um, at a diner and i think it's where that, where that really weird overly happy waitress
2: is
4: there i love the waitress <laughs> like, she was dude. she
0: was a bright spot
2: in this film Let's just Dude, establish that she
0: doesn't give a shit if you go into her kitchen.
2: Yep. Okay. Yep. She's she doesn't like, give a shit. Sure, there's
0: a door back there. You,
2: no. You hold, on, you use
4: hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is you like can girl pop a code. gun off. This is a girl code thing. But go on. Go on.
0: You can pop a gun off in <sighs> the fair. fucking in the uh, in the parking lot, and she's like, <laughs> "You just be careful out there, okay?"
4: Well, that's like a Western <laughs> thing. I mean. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they they did film that in Tennessee, even though it was
0: supposed to be like some.
2: Okay, it's also part it's also Wisconsin. a
4: Tennessee thing. I feel like that could also happen here, but all right, a
0: hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, but when they're sitting in the booth in there, and um, they start talking about he asks about love, right? It's that scene. They actually break the line. They they they, they cut into a insert, and then they come out, and the when the line now has flipped. And now because we're starting, we, uh, there, something has changed in the conversation. And something's changed in their possible relationship or whatever. So we flip the line right here. And so the camera starts going the other way. And then that theme comes in and they start talking about love. It's like setting up this thing. It makes it kind of a subconscious feeling that things are going to flip later in the movie.
3: And it also works well, too, because the first time they're showing the deer, all right? Yeah. The master at one shot. And then the other time they're getting the waitress coming up and talking to him.
0: Ah there you go yeah. So oh dude yeah oh no it, it works it works with the edit there. Yeah I didn't yeah, think of that. It works yeah, in yeah. Look at multiple that. ways. Fucking John Carpenter, motherfucker throwing the fucking film gauntlet down. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I support this.
2: <laughs>
3: no, the I editing in those scenes were
2: it was really, really fantastic, for sure. I just man, I can't get over that freaking eighty synth. It just it just killed it for me. Like if it had been like actual strings, if they had had the budget to pay for an orchestra on some of these, it I it just I think you're it would telling have been me the really end bad. of that movie, like when the when they're sitting there <laughs> looking at each other, man, and those fucking two shots and the fucking
3: snows coming down and, and the fucking little oh man <laughs> crazy the red, red and blue light, red
0: light, yes, it's
3: all like eighties out, dude. You are telling me that score doesn't work for you there?
2: I'm saying that the the ness of the synth makes this movie not as timeless as it should have
0: been Mike I think you fucked up here because I think just for the next whole quarter here we're going to watch nothing but movies from around 1984 that's fair and tell me how, <laughs> of them, how many of them hold
2: up because of their uh, their score there are, there are plenty of movies from the 80s that have a really good score that still totally works
3: yeah I, and another great one would be Terminator which is also a synth score you're going to tell me that shit <laughs> what are you talking about bro like come on <laughs> What? This is ridiculous. I
2: mean, ah, It was funny. amazing. Come on. I think, emotional. I. okay, all right, all right. You want to talk about the Terminator score? The first one had a really, really good concept of the score, and the second one took it from, from weird synth, took the synth, and then made it orchestral. And the second one is the score that I remember when I think of the Terminator score, because it's not, it's not entirely just 80s random weird synth.
0: But just think about how the dun 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 in terminator is so memorable is the same thing as in starman is but i don't i don't think of the original
2: terminators i think of the second one that makes it more drums and strings they took the original they took the the weird eighty synth and they made it orchestral and timeless that and I'm just building. saying that, that do, had do, do, this do, do. been a little bit less do, like 80 synth and had they taken some of those themes and used different instrumentation besides the shitty 80 synth, which just <laughs> sounds terrible, it was really good composition. It was just really poorly produced.
4: I think the 80s synth actually works in this because normally I really, really, really hate it. And uh, that's the first thing I'll criticize about any 80s movie is the soundtrack. But I actually think it works in this because... Um, this is like a really like creepy movie that I kind of feel off about. And so I feel like the, the soundtrack actually supports that and like it's supposed to be a love story. And if you had the, the orchestra background, um, yeah, like that would definitely support the feelings of love, but it's actually not really a love story. It's like an alien who's like... Mm you know, impersonating her dead husband and like, it's kind of creepy. And so the fact that you have the, the 80s synth music kind of coming in to be like super creepy, like I kind of, I'm digging it. I think it works in this. I think, the, yeah, every mm. time the music comes in, I think it's supposed to be nice, but it's not. And I think that works for the movie.
2: See, I would submit that that exact perspective is kind of proving my point. I don't think this movie was intended <laughs> yeah. to be creepy.
4: Okay, to I be fair, supposed- most men don't think their movies are creepy, and they are.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You're just you're, you're explaining my point better than I can the, articulate the, it. The
4: poster
0: says love story, everybody.
2: Okay. No, the, pl- the poster says he's conquering love. It's the only thing he hasn't conquered. Fuck that. You don't conquer love. You experience it. The poster is bullshit. I also still feel that way. All right, the poster's not bullshit.
3: It was the tagline, okay? The tagline, okay. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. The tagline God, on the poster sit, is bullshit. Stand down, Brian, stand <laughs> down. He's motherfucking I'm going
2: to. Oh, <laughs> not showing some goddamn The restinkler. poster The, the, the poster, poster. poster
0: is is him holding one of the glowing balls and she's like, "Ooh, look at your glowing balls." <laughs> like, <laughs> she likes them glowing balls. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is my last one. (laughs)
1: That is what it is.
0: (laughs) The star
2: man that fell to earth.
1: Oh, bro, that's killing me. I
2: have the sense of humor of like a
3: fucking 10-year-old. I know that's why I love you. (laughs) Ball jokes. They still get me. (laughs) I do think we uh, <clears throat> before we go any further and, and start shitting on the synth score somewhere. Um, budget was uh, was twenty four million. Really? Yeah. It was, this was a uh, a bigger Carpenter budget. Um, that's good, man. It was Carpenter's. Uh, this is his second biggest box office hit after uh, Halloween, of course, uh, and it only made twenty eight point seven million. Damn!
0: Wow!
1: Really? Domestic? Yeah. That's that's yeah. surprising
0: because I remember seeing this on 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 HBO uh, a lot. I think it's my first time I'd seen it, and I was really happy to see this this time because I actually got to watch it in its full glory of aspect ratio. I've only ever seen this in 4x3, I think.
4: Interesting. How unfortunate.
0: It's currently
2: available Kristen, on Kristen, that's Hulu a big deal. And uh, 16x9, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> HD. Kristen, I challenge you to watch Ghostbusters in 4x3 and then watch it oh, fucking fuck, <laughs> in, dude. in 2, 3, five. <laughs> That is an entirely different experience for sure. Look at you sour faced Fucking Brian You don't like Ghostbusters No man I hate fucking hate Panic Scan dude like, I Oh had okay a, I was about <laughs> to say these, like, okay, terrible, okay. Like, nightmare imagery. You were displaying like, <laughs> What I was talking about With 4x3 yeah. <laughs> yeah No just like yeah Oof So you don't want to watch Fucking Ghostbusters In 4x3 And you definitely Don't want to watch Starman in 4x3 You lose I a lot of man. love Oh,
2: dude! Yes, Literally, some of it—the <laughs> train scene is just, it's just yeah. unwatchable in four by three. Well, that—that that that jump so scare hot. in I front mean, of the— I mean, most of the
4: whole thing is. So.
3: <laughs> what is it? It's, it's in front of the house. The Mustang. There's that little jump scare where she's like, uh, she's looking for Starman, and she thinks he's at the front of the house, and she's gonna try to get in the car, and oh, she yeah. backs up into him. Well, in four three, that's a pan and scan moment. No, and it totally mm. does not work. Um, so, like, seeing this in the original aspect ratio, it's like, oh, my God, it, you know, yeah, this, it it really, it does make it's a It's actually difference. shot,
0: yeah, yeah, it's actually shot well. It's not just dog shit. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, oh, man, just, the fucking shit
0: ruins so many fucking movies. God, I
3: fucking hate that.
2: That's boy. really That's true. true.
0: That's really true.
4: I hate it. I hate that.
0: <laughs>
2: Shut up. So, on that bandwagon. Do <laughs>
4: it. It's the,
0: it's the movie crew podcast. We're movie crew. <laughs> We're going to talk about movie shit. <laughs> can't be on a nerdy ass podcast and not <laughs> be talk about nerdy ass shit <laughs> speaking of nerdy shit <laughs> did you guys
3: uh by any chance watch the uh any of the tv episodes for starman
2: oh man no no i, I feel like i it. maybe have seen like bits and pieces of them like my dad watching them back in the day kind of thing maybe randomly here and there but not like quantum leap or something like that like not a, not a, a good show, I think we should have played the trailer
0: for that as well
2: <laughs> yes.
3: oh no it is it, it's it's really bad it's um I don't usually condone like pirating, but you can't find it in any way, shape or form uh you can't pay for it um it's just not available so um th- th- there's a couple you know sites and th- there's uh, I think a YouTube has like the first episode um it's really bad. But is it's it does have his son um,
0: who's like grown up and he he still has the gray ball. Oh, oh, is that the character? Oh, yeah, because I noticed they, they featured the ball. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's uh, you can't have a story without the balls. It's so this
0: just... that that's a That's not a retelling. That's a continuation of.
3: No, yeah, it's a continuation. Like they they interesting. They have this new character that's like a photographer um, that gets in like a, a hel- helicopter accident, like in the second scene. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's murdered. And then Starman's like, oh, I'm just going to take this guy's body. And uh, they, yeah, I guess that's how they get a different actor. So they don't I have mean, to pay I, Jeff Bridges.
4: I feel like that's uh, okay. keeping in line with what we know about this person, this entity that takes human form is it just enjoys dead people. So, I mean, you know, it works.
0: It enjoys dead people. I mean, <laughs> if you see dead people, why not? I'm just blunt, my mind's blown that they're like having an expanded universe like Star Wars is doing. You know? they're doing <laughs> like, taking well, a movie and then making well, TV shows out of it. Let's like, be like more realistic. This story. is like a
2: Star Wars holiday special version <laughs> of expanded universe. There.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it unless you're an absolute uh, completionist.
0: This already is it's like 20, 20 some odd episodes. It, it would be a it would be a it was a full watch.
3: season.
2: Yeah. It just didn't didn't continue.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave my viewing at the pilot. I feel good about that. <laughs>
4: Okay, so i am not a huge John Carpenter fan, but it seems from the few pieces I've seen of his, he's kind of into the horror genre. and it's this is I was expecting this to be a horror movie, and I did not watch the trailer or read anything about it before I watched it. So, you were expecting him to like kill at any time. moment. <laughs> the whole, whole time.
2: Wait, when does he melt her like, brain? Why she doesn't <laughs> like it.
4: Waiting. But I do think okay. But I do think even though this like is some people would consider this a love story. This okay. Judgments aside of those people, <laughs> yeah. some people consider this a love story, and so I don't know. What do you guys think of John Carpenter directing like this kind of like drama? We'll call it a drama. What do you think of John Carpenter directing like, a drama instead of a horror movie?
3: I mean, this is really the only one he's ever done. Uh, well, I guess he did a TV movie with Kurt Russell, uh, Elvis, a three-hour TV miniseries. But I don't know. I think he would be. A, I think he can handle this kind of material. Like,
4: well. <laughs> okay, so again, I, th- I thought this was gonna be like a horror <laughs> thing. Well, it's, it, it was really interesting to me, because even though this was like a kind of a, a drama slash romance, and there were definitely funny moments in it, there were definitely a lot of very creepy moments in it, especially at the beginning, the way that like, hi- like with his with his direction, the way he would like zoom in on the gun and like, like yeah. whenever she's like shooting and like I don't know, there were a lot of like very kind of horror elements to it that kind of kept, that that actually is what kept me more interested in this movie than anything else was kind of waiting to see what happened, and it ended up being like a kind kind of a sweet romance story, and I was like, oh, it's kind of nice. Like I mean, I wasn't mad at it, but at the same time, what really was, <laughs> well, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at it, uh, but really what kept me invested was like. Actually, his direction, because his direction of it was so different than a stereotypical drama or a stereotypical romance. And it kept making me think something way more interesting was going to happen. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I wasn't sure if you guys, like, picked up on that or like if you had seen it or if you kind of knew what was going on and but like I had no idea that this was a drama romance I thought this was gonna be like a horror film so yeah I, I just kept I, yeah I was kind of just like waiting for it but I, I do think there were elements of not elements of yeah I don't know if elements of horror is the right word but yeah I could definitely tell that it was John Carpenter directed or, or like had a horror influence Dude, no you know what I mean
0: yeah, especially like there there's like great suspense like like when he goes into the bathroom and she's written the note on the wall. Yeah. And then like, she, you know, that's great when he comes in there and then like he, she's thinking that he's going to see it. And is he about to flip out and like, you know, slam her against the wall or something, you know, they just play it really well. There's actually nice suspense there.
4: I mean, they kind of do that throughout the whole thing. Like even when he asks her what kidnapping is and she like accelerates really quickly and then slams on the brakes. And that's like a really nice emotional moment that she ends up having. But for a second, you're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Just fucking and- kill me. <laughs> nothing nothing happens nothing happens she's like very intimate and it's like a, okay that's nice but like you know for a second there you think something's going to happen and same with like the whole deer scene and the waitress scene the before right before the deer scene you know you think something's going to happen I don't know if it's just the way he shoots it like the like it's obviously his direction I don't know if it's just like the camera angles or like if it's I don't I don't know if well, that's, the
0: uh, on, on the second watch uh, of that scene, I really like that. Like you know, she's it starts and she's trying to explain to him how to how to read the map, where this is. Um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is a credit card and all that. And he's like, well, "What? Why? Why are you even doing this? Well, in okay, case something happens to me, she's setting it up. Like, yeah. look, you're you need to be self sufficient. Self sufficient. I just need to get out of here. And then she's going. You know, and she changes her mind. when when he like saves the the deer. You know, you know, I mean, that, that moment where he pulls the gun on her and she's like freaking out in the car, like you mentioned a minute ago when he's like, I mean, you no harm, Jenny Hayden, you know, that that that's a cool little moment. But he, what he doesn't realize is there's still one bullet in that <laughs> in that chamber. Even you, you could take the clip out, but there's still it's still loaded. He still, you know, he could have still pulled the
2: trigger. He's the star man, dude. He has complete control over that body. We've already established this perfect body. Now, come on. I don't know. I think this is a really interesting um, concept to explore, just in in terms of movie watching in general, not just with with this film or even John Carpenter as a director. Is is the way that that we as an audience bring our presuppositions into a movie? And that, that can be based on whatever genre it is or other movies that we've watched from this director or this actor. I, I personally make a lot of decisions of movies that I'm going to watch based on, oh, this person wrote it or this person is directing it or this person is acting in it. And I, I choose to full media blackout. I don't want to watch a trailer. I don't want to read an article about it. I want to go in as cold as I can possibly be and experience it as, as it is crafted to be from start to finish without any presuppositions as possible. And in this day and age it's almost impossible with the way trailers give away everything from the fucking Hulk being in you know a, a Thor movie to whatever right like but it's this is also kind of one of the intriguing things about John Carpenter as a director and this month as a whole is is this guy is doing a few different genres um, without necessarily doing different genres and this movie if you think he's a horror director and you think this is a horror movie I think that's a really interesting place to view. What is billed as a road movie, uh, a romance movie from a horror perspective, I certainly felt many moments in this where there was suspense of like, man, this dude is about to flip out. <laughs> She's about to get the shit beat out of her. Like yeah. something is about to go severely wrong. Like you're kind of waiting for the jump scare, right? Because that's I mean, that's the thing about a horror movie is you're like, all right, I'm I'm sort of on the edge of my seat waiting, waiting to be scared. And if you're never actually scared, then it's, it's a really interesting way to watch a movie. The first time I watched um, School of Rock, which is a hilarious, heartwarming movie, the entire time I was, per- I was approaching it from like, a, this is fucking creepy. Like this dude, like something is about to go very wrong. Some parent is about to like observe this guy with these kids and like they I mean they had a little scene at the end, right, where he's like, Your kids touched me and I, I hope I touched your kids and like they make a joke about it and it works really, really well. But the first time I watched it, I felt that like that, that cringiness the whole time and I I couldn't even like enjoy it as much as it was intended to. So it's a really interesting um thing to explore in watching these films. Brian, how did you feel the first time you watched this?
3: I can't remember the f- what i felt the first time i i, I watched this man. that's it, insane
0: it, 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 you remember watching every film the first time you're the fucking <laughs> star man of movies what <laughs> i had
3: seen it when I, I was younger um before i i knew who john carpenter was and Whoa. i don't know i was i was nine years old when i got into john carpenter again you know and i was i was all into his horror stuff and this movie was always kind of like his response to fucking et you know it's because he got he got fucked on the thing you know he got a lot of money from Universal to do the thing and it was going to be a big summer fucking movie and he got a, he he, just, he had he had everything and like it was all lined up and the movie looked great and it had all these special effects and it was 1982 and it was just going to come out and rule the world and um yeah no ET just came out and dominated everything and um and I I think that you know like that kind of I don't know it, it hurt Carpenter a little bit and I always as a younger person, I always used viewed this as, as like the cash grab. This is a response to, to what happened in the thing. You're like, yeah, I can do, I can do ET, but I don't know. When you, when you watch it, I don't, I don't feel that in any way, shape, or form. Like, I mean, yes, obviously, the plot synopsis is very similar to fucking ET because it's about an alien coming to Earth needing to go back. But like when you watch the film, like it's definitely not fucking shot like ET. No, it has none of the emotional moments. The music isn't like. It has a completely different feel. So, in terms of, like, going back to what you guys were saying, though, about Carpenter and, like, this feeling a little bit like a horror movie, I will say Carpenter is really gifted at suspenseful moments. And I think the reason it does feel a little bit like a horror film is because he sets up that beginning so fucking well. mm and that that is just, it leaves just such a lasting impression, and it's not until like I don't know what is it like the forty minute mark or wh- whatever. The, like when he actually comes out and says like I need you, mean you no harm, Jenny Hagen, like that that's when you yeah, finally that's more than halfway through the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I like how yeah. they stretch that yeah. out. So I mean, I
2: do get that, and, and it's it, that stuff's really well done. You know, it, it is tense. So do you think that tension is is innate to the film, or do you think part of that tension is what we as audience members? Are subjectively bringing to it. I don't know. Can it, be, can it be just a little
3: bit of both while you're like experiencing and watching the movie? You know, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's probably a little bit of bragg- uh, baggage you're bringing in. But I mean, it's, it's, some of it's the score, right? And just from the visual imagery, like if you've seen a horror movie before, like there's some very cliched moments, especially in the beginning especially with the dolly shots like i mean even uh <laughs> Karen Allen's like fucking intro shots like straight out of like almost like it, it that belongs in halloween you know It's it's outside of the house and right we see her inside yeah. with the window a as bit a framing of a device point of view yeah yeah and we're pushing in like so i mean yeah i get it so i, I think there's a lot of like you know there, there's things that we're picking up as viewers that we're not you know viewers aren't stupid we we underth- understand like these genre tropes
2: I think that's also part of, for me, that's that's the beauty of, of cinematic language, right? Is taking some of these these things, where framing someone in a certain way, the way that the camera moves in those certain ways, um, how the lighting looks, how the how the score works, like the way the editing juxtaposes the thing that was before the thing that was after. This to me is what what continues to make me just fucking love movies, man, because of the way that these things can imply meaning and feeling and thought. And it's also the thing that, that makes me say, I can't watch that movie right now because I'm in the wrong frame of mind. I'm in the wrong emotional state and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to view it in a way that I know that filmmakers aren't intending. Maybe that's just me and the way that I experience movies because I'm, I'm a very emotional person. I like to feel all the things that the movie is trying to make you feel. And that's, to me, part of, of the joy of, of watching it, whether it's a romance or a comedy or a horror movie or whatever it is. I know I have to be personally I, I gotta be in the right state of mind to go on that emotional journey.
4: Well, as a cold, unfeeling person <laughs> I don't have that problem and I'm happy to project everything that I think onto films.
3: <laughs> I don't even have a response for that, Christian.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can we talk about uh the fifteen
0: helicopters in this movie? Oh man. I thought that was a Michael Bay thing, but Dude. apparently it's a John Carpenter thing. It was friggin' dope.
4: Okay, actually, I'm really disappointed in the helicopters, because at the end, when the spaceship comes, and the helicopters are flying around, they all just kind of land, and Why they're like, they oh, land? look at the aliens. And like, I'm like, you're Americans, you should be shooting them! What is your That's problem? Right. we already established this.
2: When, when frickin' aliens fly through the atmosphere, you shoot missiles at this bitch.
0: And you guys are just going to land and be
2: like, They just
4: landed. It was
0: weird how they all just landed. Guys, the aliens had bigger balls, all right? (laughs) Obviously. Their balls
2: are brighter.
4: They don't know that, though, and they're going to try. I'm disappointed they didn't try. I mean, if they didn't It's not the
2: size that counts. It's how you use them.
0: And I'm pretty, like, miffed that we haven't discussed the really sexy, like, shot of them coming out of a big flaming fireball with him like carrying her with that synthwave oh man laying.
2: when he goes <laughs> if he drives the fucking car sounds into like that, labyrinth music The trailer
4: full of gasoline it's just. Hey, it was significantly better than labyrinth music first of all
2: thank you thank you
4: and second of all, oh, it's cheesy. Isn't that what they do in the 80s? I thought like every 80s movie has cool that guys I Cool guys just... coming, walk,
0: Listen, f- walking out of a fireball. Cool guys yeah. walk away from explosions. Yeah,
4: that's that's okay. what happens. That's okay.
2: what <laughs> they do. Sometimes they carry women while they're walking away from those same explosions. If there
4: is a woman within like a 50 mile radius, you have to get her and carry her <laughs> out of the explosion. Just exactly. Cool. Every
2: time I have been in an explosion, I have walked away from it carrying a woman. That is what I have done every yes. single time. As you and should. He,
4: as you should. I, he
2: takes as her one and puts
0: her, puts, her, puts her in their first home. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> which happens oh to be God, half, of wide, to that, uh, half of a hand, double you know, wide.
1: Half of a Hey, look, I'm an immigrant, okay? I, I can't even take Holy fuck, so <laughs> oh
0: But anyways, uh, I actually love that. I love the lighting in there. It's so pretty, and it's just cool the way it changes with them driving down the road and all these, like, 15 different road shots that they had to shoot i was just thinking of these fucking crews traveling all around this fucking country just to shoot this fucking truck drive by all right yeah man let, let's yeah. move to the next spot that was
2: some, better that was paid though <laughs> oh you know they were nowhere. holy
1: shit <laughs> yeah
2: they had a lot of that like they, this whole movie i mean it, it's a road movie and they do a lot of actually good um exterior location shots
1: yeah
0: they do.
2: It's to be
4: pretty. fair, they were also shooting in like the desert, and so I feel like there was not like a lot of permit issues. I don't know. No,
2: that's for sure. They're like, all right, we'll set up a camera on the side of a fucking interstate. Just radio us before you drive by.
0: Build a little fence right here. Okay, cool. We're going to shoot through that fence. Yep. I don't know. Yep. If they,
2: they had to shoot at that national park with that crater. So that was pretty cool. I, I that thought one, that, was... that was
0: pretty dope. wonder how they hung that really big ball out there and shot that.
2: <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Jared's the, obsession the with the balls. <laughs>
0: The ball that was actually a giant, like Saturn. Where are all the little, yes. little balls around the edges? There, are those are those like the, the little those beans? are the silver balls that they all handle. Oh, oh, that's where the silver balls are grown. That's where they're grown. Okay, they're wait. like babies of the big ball.
4: <laughs> Speaking of balls and aliens, ball so
0: bearings.
3: wait, hold up, wait, wait, <laughs> what's happening
4: right now? Wait a minute, I have a question about <laughs>
0: okay the balls, balls and, and the
4: replenishment. So this, this, this. Jeff Bridges is like the lone alien who's come to Star Earth Man. with his like balls, right? So seven at balls. Some point, <laughs> at some point, though, it's like it's never not going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> at Aliens some, have seven balls. At least at the end, and you guys can tell me if I'm missing, like I don't know, another point in the film. The rest of his like, I don't know brothers come down in their little spaceship with all of their balls and everything and i just i'm wondering and and you have like her new baby and it's one ball and i'm just wondering like where do they come from and do we get more and why is he the one alien that comes do we are we going to get more aliens i well, have not, more well questions there have been other
0: me. aliens he
2: yeah he so there's two lines that that kind of explain They're sort of throwaway lines, but like she asks him, wait, so you guys have been here before? And he's like, yes, we have been here a long time or and whatever. Sherman did too. Um, and then also in his <laughs> his emergency transmission while he's talking to the balls. Yes. Hanging upside down but composited so he's looking normal side up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible, comp- terrible com- uh, composite, but the shot was interesting. No, he's, he says something about my my observation craft has been destroyed. Right. And I need to be rescued or whatever he says. Oh, yeah. So he specifically, I mean, observation craft implies that he's there to. He's on a science mission. Yeah.
4: He's not there to impregnate the local species. Okay.
3: Maybe that was a science mission, you know.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I don't think that's an, obs- that's not really
4: an observation observe. thing it, He's more like Kirk like He's a... just going to fuck
0: if he gets the chance
4: you know? Yeah,
2: it's for science <laughs> It's all the right. secondary yeah. directive You have the prime directive, don't fuck with anybody The secondary
0: directive is definitely fuck with somebody <laughs> it's, it's about experience Especially if they're you green seek out new life And new civilizations If you, if you, you
2: remember <laughs> all of the feelings that you have And you have lots of alien balls For
4: all of the feelings <laughs> But, like, also, like, <laughs> could, like, an alien... Like, it doesn't seem like they have problems getting down to Earth. Could they just, like, drop more oh balls down onto Earth? <laughs> 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 oh, Brian. <we're... laughs> Brian, Brian has walked
2: away.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he needs a moment away from the balls.
4: <laughs> but, like, also, I have a lot of questions about balls. Like, can he get, like, replenishments? The well, little I mean, uh, baby see, only has one ball, one, like the poor well, thing.
1: He,
2: who is he well, gonna you know, heal? Is he gonna heal no, himself with it? No, Is it, no, is no, it a no, replaceable no,
0: no. ball?
4: You can also blow br- things hate... up with it though. Right. What if he has anger issues? Like I have so, questions.
0: No. The ball, the single ball, is just like in Superman. He takes that little ball and he's gonna go and he's gonna throw it out into the ocean and it's gonna make a giant ball where other balls will be made. Or something, you know, because like you know, when when Fortress of Bolitude? When Clark goes out, yeah, that's right, A Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> when, when Clark goes out and he throws the, uh, you know, the, the green piece of uh, crystal out, it creates A the Fortress of Solitude, which other crystals are made from. So that's how it works in the Starman world got it, probably got it, got as well.
4: Got it. Okay, so I got it. haven't seen this movie, but I will reference it. You haven't it. seen Superman? No, why would I watch that? What?
3: Wait. wait. You would like Richard Donner Superman. Wait. Wait, I thought, I thought you guys uh, were on a uh, first, first name's basis. We, we called him Dick here on the show. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You would like Dick's
0: movie. It's excellent.
4: <laughs> Is it because of the balls or because of other no,
0: people? No, 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 they, no. They, in Superman, they have phallic crystals. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, so they don't have balls. They have phallic crystals, right? This movie's right. about or they the balls. Both? That oh. one's about the shaft.
0: <laughs> a, a shard. I don't know. <laughs> and it's green which is weird because kryptonite is green i, I don't know
4: i feel like there's <laughs> God
2: damn it! Oh, we're getting way off track here we were talking about helicopters
4: <laughs> see if the helicopters had just shot at the spaceship like none of this, this would have this this would have been totally fine Yeah, makes sense
2: it would have been the correct story arc from <laughs> the US Helicopters shooting like that don't shooting have down guns. the first one. Someone would have to come out
0: and one. shoot.
4: <laughs> okay, but they were totally shooting at uh I don't actually remember any of their names. Scott, oh, and you're right. no, you're right. They whatever yeah. her name is. While well, like, they
2: were walking down into the crater. Yeah. I'm gonna i I'm gonna like walk down a crater and Why no one's gonna stop? see me and my giant checkered red like clad vest thing. He was wearing flannel. <laughs> it's a good flannel shirt. He's I like Blending in. Okay. right right exactly
4: okay but actually i don't know if you guys noticed this at the roadblock or when the whole highway where everyone stopped and they're like oh what's going on and everyone gets out of their cars and like walks down the street very he gets unrealistic of, he gets, that was very strange <laughs> he gets out of his car and his like red and black flannel checked shirt and there's somebody standing like two cars in front of him with their red and black checked
0: <laughs> <laughs> really
1: yeah, yeah. Like, his, was like, we
0: have extra of these.
2: Like probably his <laughs> his
1: stand-in, and they were just like, we it's, just need another body. Like just their, go stand over
4: there. They're probably their backup shirt, and somebody showed up wearing like the wrong shirt to oh set. They're like, that's you and
0: th- th- Think about that truck that picks them up. They possibly just went through that roadblock, and then you have these people running and hiding and trying to get in the back of your thing uh, to drive away. Wouldn't you think that that's the people that they're looking for? Well, no, they were they were all <laughs> d- distracted by the the gas
2: explosion, dude. Yeah. yeah, if yeah. if
0: someone <laughs> they just blows up an entire down gas
3: tank
2: and then goes Wait. peeling out, clearly they are the ones that are in the wrong. You just leave the checkpoint and go go check the explosion.
4: Hold on, hold on! But didn't they just win like five hundred grand? No, no, this is before Vegas? that. Oh, okay. yeah, I was like Okay,
3: never mind. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, why does that truck stop and just let them in? You know, <laughs> and like they don't even talk to anyone. And I don't know. I do think they're. There's that moment, and there's the uh, the hot rod. That's kid. America, Brian. Yeah, I, I do. Well, I Can think someone they,
0: give me a ride. I'll do it. Right? <laughs> it, he's drunk, and he's going to get into it. <laughs> oh my god! He was like, <laughs> he's like, fuck tutes. it, let's go.
3: Which direction are you going?
0: <sighs> Getting my hot rod, girl. Well,
3: I, I, I think. The How point many balls of that, do you need for this to work? <laughs> <laughs> I've got all the balls. <laughs> I think that was the show Like you know Like uh, Jeff Bridges And and them encountering Nice people along the way So he doesn't think That everybody You know Is um, That we're a hostile species It needs to be like You know er
0: Eradicated
4: It's it's just the government movie
0: man I like that You know Yeah The only
4: Really Really the only hostile person He encounters Is the guy
0: The deer hunter Like he
4: steals The guy's dinner And like the guy Kind of retaliates
0: It takes a lot To kill a deer You know I don't know about like putting the deer on the hood of my car, and then going to the bar. Uh,
2: <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's definitely not like an what, end of the day. I wouldn't want hunt,
0: to eat that deer of, later. What, what, what was yeah. his
3: pickup line to Karen Allen? He's like, hey, you... You seem like a meat eater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like,
3: I'll, I'll get you some venison, <laughs> or maybe you'd like some pork, or... I don't know where he
1: was going I know. Oh, man, it was oh, yeah, so yeah.
0: awkward. What in oh. the hell? Where's the deer? <laughs> he went off that way, to the woods.
3: That's a very famous like just, uh, stuntman, that that actor uh, Ted White. He, yeah, uh, isn't yeah. he
2: Freddy Krueger or something like that? No, he was uh, Jason Voorhees the, in um, There It Is yeah,
3: Friday the Thirteenth uh, Part. I can see four, that big, the final chapter.
2: Yeah, yeah. Starman faces down Jason Voorhees. He's been in a bunch should've, of Carpenter. Should put that on the fucking poster.
4: <laughs> yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, there really wasn't much danger in this. The only real, the, I mean that that scene was a little dicey. But really, the only danger that I kind of felt was for—I don't remember. Her name, I don't know. The, the U.S.
3: government was firing fucking guns and missiles,
4: dude. No. She got
3: fucking killed. Missiles. She got
0: blasted with a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> who the was blasted police? with a shotgun?
4: Wait, what? Who? Is Karen left?
0: Allen died with a shotgun blast to the to the chest. He held up the pistol. They were like, "He's got a gun. Shoot the bitch what? with a shotgun." And they killed her instantly with a shotgun.
4: I mean, it happens. It's the and then she doesn't do look.
0: Look, she doesn't even. She doesn't even bring it up. She dies. Okay. Then he like spends like an entire night like praying over her with with like one of his last balls. Okay. And then she wakes up in their house and like rolls out. And then she's like. Then she goes and gets mad at him. She's like. She's like you didn't even like you just fucking left like you know what the fuck like she didn't she, you know she doesn't even like give up don't even bring up like i, I fucking died
1: <laughs> well i don't, I don't, don't think she knows. doesn't know yeah i don't Maybe think
3: she, she doesn't know how would
4: she know that yeah
3: she just wakes up there and she doesn't she remember was, being shot with a fucking shotgun un- i don't think so sure.
4: she might think it's just like a weird dream or something
3: because she doesn't bring it up to him once when she sees Ever. him yeah. i mean it's okay weird. okay
4: imagine if you like think that you're shot and died and then you wake up and you're fine. Like, why would you think that was real?
0: But you're still on the fucking road with an alien? (laughs) (laughs) No, exactly. This is the same woman
2: that that went from from a, a drunken fever dream thinking that her dead ex hu- her dead husband is now alive and she's been you know dealing with that the entire time of course she's gonna just graze on by like a, oh i might have been shot or been in kind of an <laughs> 72 hours she's,
4: she's had a lot of trauma over the course of this movie
3: <laughs> well uh, excuse me good people but have any of you been shot dead and resurrected no so you don't know how it would be.
2: Uh, I have also never tried to strip naked in front of my dead ex-husband. So that is also not a thing that happens. Nope. She's got a lot of it, She's got a lot of things going on in her life.
3: It's not a it's not a it's not a <laughs> this is like one of these uh, story uh, conceits of like, how uh, oh, the fuck did Bruce Wayne get back? Uh, you know, in the dark Knight rises, how do you get back to Gotham?
2: Who cares? Who fucking he cares? He took a cab, Brian. Yeah, I don't he care. took a cab. <laughs> Get out of my the face. Well, His mom drops her balls and then he was
0: back, okay?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she came back to life. The end. Who cares? I mean, come on. What
0: you... he did? Starman cried over her, bro. Yeah. It was harder to bring her back than it was the deer. It took two was, it,
3: was it harder? I
0: don't know. I mean It took him longer. I don't think so. Did it? That's uh... Yeah, it, no, no. There was a long period. There was a long period that because it, it shows him like working on it, like like he he's he's whatever. Yeah, there was a whole it yeah, then whole montage. Then it comes back and now his whole fucking arm is glowing and he's like you know. Yeah. No,
3: I saw I saw it was the, to- I saw him like stare at her, like maybe maybe get like some kind of like space erection, kiss her. <laughs> Think about raping her. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, he's like she's I'll, I'll definitely br-. gotta be alive for this. Alright, now that he's she's singing. you know, now, okay, she's dead, so it's okay. I'll bring her back to life now. Oh wait, or did he kiss her after that?
2: He kissed her after that, didn't he? he brought her back to life and, and then, then he kissed, kissed her, her because yeah, you're he right. a tender okay. yeah, he brought yeah, her yeah. back to Creature. life
0: with his kiss bro it's like Snow White <laughs> <laughs> it was it was true
1: love's kiss <laughs> yeah because she was he's only mostly prince- dead yeah.
0: okay. he's the prince that's here to fix her womb and fix her life. He's going to give her half a million dollars and a baby, and save fucking humanity, bro. Well, America. we don't know about the last
4: part. Oh, hold on. You know, yeah, yeah. Or, or the child's the, is the
0: Antichrist, one. and is going to take over.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like set, set the. Star, the he's
0: going to set the world up for them to actually come. He, he, he's, he, you know, he's. You no, know, that, that's the whole thing. She's like, well, what do I do with the ball? The child will know what to do with it. That's how they grow. The entire fucking like planet. It starts to change the fucking atmosphere so they can actually breathe here. Terraforming from <laughs> yeah, one ball. Yeah. yeah. That's all it takes. Well, you know, bro, you could do a lot with one ball. <laughs> you don't need both of them. You don't? You don't. You don't. Maybe yeah. be babies you can make with one ball.
3: <laughs> you don't even need, like, the whole of the, the one, you know? I mean, like, you just need a couple, you know, just, just some work in order, you know?
0: <laughs> so you're right, Kristen. This is a horror film.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but those helicopters...
3: Those helicopters are in there because uh, I didn't know this until listening to the commentary. Uh, John Carpenter's a really big... He's a pilot. He's a fan of helicopters. helicopters. Oh, really? Yeah. I fucking love helicopters. So his, his little cameo where he's like, okay, got he's it. In yeah, he's, he's in the helicopter. Yeah, he's in the helicopter. 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 He's the pilot with the mustache. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, love not, that. The, the, the helicopters
0: show cameo. up on set, and, and like he runs over and gets in it, and they're like, no, 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 no. We need you over here at the at the monitor, John. He's like, motherfucker, you think a helicopter's coming to set, and I'm not getting in one? <laughs> okay, you're going to be in the scene. Okay, everybody. John's going to be in the scene. Uh <laughs>
3: Look, we were saying this is most <laughs> successful movie on this commentary. He was talking about how he owned two uh, two fucking helicopters.
2: Shut up, seriously. That was that's like fun. What the fuck,
0: bro? I oh. didn't know he had helicopter money. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> he, no, he had two helicopters. I mean,
0: he that's has like two helicopter helicopter money. Tank money. He did man. say he bought a
3: used though. I was like, man, that's so fucking John <laughs> Carpenter, bro. <laughs> oh <laughs> well,
2: oh like, yeah, I got a helicopter. I mean, it's used, but I have a helicopter. Whatever. It's it fun. used to be a SWAT <laughs> helicopter. I'm just kidding. It was for the Weather Channel. <laughs> We just painted SWAT on the other side. <laughs> well,
4: honestly, if you were going to hold on, I think you want a SWAT helicopter instead of a, a Weather Channel helicopter because the Weather Channel helicopters go into like some crazy weather, whereas the SWAT ones are just kind of like land and then like you do questionable activities. Like, I think, I mean, you don't. And they you probably don't... look cooler too. Yeah I don't know. No, I think you want a SWAT one. Yeah, the SWAT seen some shit, yeah yeah. yeah.
0: I think yeah. the fucking like weather ones look like the fucking helicopter from MASH with like the bubble in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the helicopter's got balls. <sighs> yep, that's the running joke on this one) <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure
3: everybody r- got that, Jared. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like how they kiss Sherman. When 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 he like yes. lets them go, that was a great moment. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, they, like thank you and give him a kiss, and then it, like the it, like that cop in the background is like starts shaking his yeah, head. Yeah, that's he's what like, makes what it. He's <laughs> just like you,
3: goddamn upper tops, you liberals, damn hippies, all of you. Well, the guy in the
0: bathroom and like he's like, uh, <laughs> he's, <just looking laughs> every he's Every like, time he's like, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Take up yours, easy, buddy. Up yours. <laughs>
3: yeah man. i don't think i have anything
0: else uh just you know dutch apple pie it's terrific uh my wife made this cherry cobbler do you think they liked the cherry cobbler i don't think no. so they both were
2: like
4: yeah no it's great okay yeah. but hold on did they what i mean that was totally a destruction right he was trying to keep them there so that they could be arrested right
2: well uh, I, I would say it, yeah. I didn't get I that would, yeah
4: it wasn't because his wife made it and he wanted them to try it. It was because he was detaining them. No, I think he was just You think being... so? You think he turned them in? Yeah, I think he turned them in. What? No. Well, they... How, how what else would jerk. you explain...
2: How else would you explain 15 cop cars showing up within four minutes of them arriving at this facility? Because they know about them um,
0: in Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, like they knew he was going to.
2: No, the, no, no. Uh... the
4: cops were totally tailing them, and the guy knew that probably because he had a ham radio or whatever communication they used in 1984. I don't know. And he was like, "Oh, these are them. I'm gonna keep them here. Let me tell you the story about my wife. You have to eat my pie," kind of thing. <laughs> oh, it I... was really creepy. It was a creepy scene. <laughs> no, I, thought <laughs> the, I
3: thought it was. I thought they were just creepy. setting up a uh, uh, like. It's, this is a terrible Last Supper joke. Like, this is my last earth meal, and like, oh, this isn't apple pie. This is. Cherry cobbler, fuck cherry cobbler. I, I thought that's like, yeah.
4: That's... Wait, why for a cherry cobbler? No, it was creepy for us. Because not peach. Okay. Well, if it
3: had been peach cobbler, peach cobbler like is it. better. Come on, also, we can they... all agree How on this, right? How would he even
4: know? How would he even know? Like, he should just like love all fruits because they're earthly fruits or something. I don't really know. No, or that no, would no. be all tangy.
0: Sugar. He's got sugar. it'd be tangy, and I don't know if he would be ready for tangy yet. All fruits. No, are but not, I mean, like not you, he
4: makes the. Fr-
3: <laughs> Think about all the different Apple varieties there are I mean dear lord We're not even getting into Bananas and coconuts honey Nobody Nobody <laughs> nobody. <laughs> everyone's just gonna leave it Alright okay No that's cool I thought, I thought Okay no that's cool <laughs> Now all of a sudden Everyone's too uh, above that
0: Bro you're not talking about balls <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just talking about bananas and coconuts Go fuck yourself
0: Those are just delicious <laughs> like balls. <laughs> Brian, I think we've gone too far.
2: Can you ever take balls too far?
0: I think as you get older, uh, they start to stretch.
3: Uh, are we ready for ratings?
0: Yes, sir. All right, who's going first? Somebody's going to okay. have to go. I can't speak. Man, I'll, I'll go, I guess. <laughs> I don't really know what I want to say about this movie. Uh, what can I say about this film that we have... And I, I say film because it's a film. Uh, what, what can I say about this film that we haven't really already said? Uh, I, I I remember watching this movie a lot as a kid, and I remember liking it uh, for some reason. Uh, it, it, it was it did stick in my head, and I definitely remembered the crater scene and, and all that, and him like the, you know obviously the glowing balls. But anyways. Upon watching this man I actually really enjo- enjoyed this movie the first time I watched it I-, I watched it straight through and was just like completely captivated by it I- I- it's shot really well the acting's really great I was completely taken in by Karen Allen I think she's completely gorgeous and she's like so like honest and like I don't know it- it's 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 a good it's a it's a good movie for her and maybe her best film it's really neat to see young um <laughs> a young the dude You know, the whole time I was looking at him and and they do this like thing where they show him when he's uh, supposed to be Scott and he looks like older, maybe it's like they de-aged him or something. Like when he's just like those early scenes, he actually looks younger and he looks, looks alien. And they like put this like weird, they they always have a catch light in his eyes and and he just, he just looks creepy and and, and like otherworldly and even his little chicken head thing. I don't know. He he he's doing a really cool performance. I don't know if it's Oscar worthy. Uh, maybe they just had a really weak year that year. But um damn,
1: bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Holy shit. Fucking put the pin back in that grenade, son. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm standing down, Brian. Click. All right, uh, but anyways, no, I, I really like this movie. I even like the score. I, I, I think it's really cool. Uh, I'll probably watch it again. Um, it, it's, it's a fun movie. I give it an eight. It's like Dutch apple pie. It's pretty <laughs> terrific. There we go. I needed a good button. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right, I'll go tricky. next. Um, I feel like this movie is the cherry cobbler when you're expecting Dutch apple pie. Holy shit. <laughs> Jeff Bridges needs to be acclaimed for his his acting in this. Like he 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 makes this movie. I don't for a second not believe that he is some other entity inhabiting his body. Like the way his movements are are so robotic and not human-ish and bird-like and and his um Roger Ebert described his his speaking as if his tongue was always like a a half second delayed from his brain and I, I think it's a really good way to kind of understand it like it, it just it the way that his articulation of this character just really sells it for me like it it he you i don't ever not believe that he's not of this world um which is quite a feat and probably oscar worthy i really love karen allen she 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 hits an emotional state in this film and she never loses it like she's never out of character She's never, like, all, all the things that she does are, are mostly believable. There are some writing instances where, like, okay, well, <laughs> she should probably do something else. But she, as, as, a, as an actor, freaking nails it every single time. I think the directing in this is, is really, really well executed, even if it's not well understood that this is, seems to be have been approached as a horror movie and not as the uh, romance that the director thinks it is. I really, really it, have been enjoying John the, Carpenter. Wait, hold up. You can't just throw that in the middle of your fucking uh, uh, Mr. El- Mr. Elkins. There. Mr. Well, Elkins, I, you, you'll have the floor in a minute.
0: Excuse me. Mr. Elkins. You, Griggs has the floor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he just throws it in the middle of his <laughs> review. It's like, no, no, this isn't a
2: romance movie.
3: What? Come
0: on. Like,
2: fuck this movie. No. <laughs> I, think, I think John Carpenter thought he was directing a romance movie, but did not change his unconscious innate instinct. To direct something that is more peep dramatic, people fucking in a train. Full it's a romance suspense. movie,
3: bro. They fucking in a train while it's raining out. Bro, of the yeah, but the
1: bro, they're rolling approached-
2: in the
0: hay. They are rolling. <laughs> they are, in are the rolling hay. in the fucking they are hay. They're backlit by beautiful HMI light <laughs> through the slats on the train. There is steam. <laughs> it is yes, a romance movie. You're right. You're
2: right. <laughs> the cinematographer definitely understood it as a romance movie. <laughs> I don't think the director understood that the material was quite as romantic as his unconscious instinct brought him romance. to actually execute it. Aliens uh,
1: fucking bro. <laughs> I really
2: in love all the movie. helicopters. Every single time there's a helicopter in shot, I fucking love that shot. Like the yeah. amount of production value they brought to this film <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> there's even a shot of like the science guy and it's like, it's it's like this, it, it's, in, it's in the end. Whatever his name is, you know, Sherman. Sherman. There's like an upshot where it's him and then there's like a couple like army guys sitting behind them when they're out, outside the crater at the end of the movie and like there's like three or four shots of, of that same where they're, they're cutting it in and it's like oh cool they did some extra you know pickups or whatever but then on like the last time you see that shot you see two fucking helicopters fly <laughs> through the background in the shot and I'm like no even in that shot that could have been just this throwaway pickup shot they still have fucking helicopters Dude. going
0: through it <clears throat> that attention to detail is so evident throughout the entire film early in the movie like when in that scene where they have the fucking <laughs> the the spaceship and the dude's like asking all the shit but in the distance you know in the distance in that hangar there's like windows and they actually have people crossing back in there yeah, just adding, just like cutting the light. Man, there's, there's just so neat. much
2: production value. Yeah, that's very so good much detail. detail. That's just yeah. really, really well done. There's a lot about the production value of this film that I, I really, really love. I don't think that the tone works as well as everyone um, thought it was going to, and I don't think that it is executed in the way that it was intended. And so, because of those, I give it a seven, and that's my review.
3: <laughs> Took all the joy out of my eyes, Mike.
2: <laughs> I was
3: literally over here crying,
2: tears of joy,
3: oh. and now my eyes are dry. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Please feel free to sup up all the joy with all of your balls. <sighs> <Sucked up. laughs>
4: oh, man. Kristen, you go next. Sure. <laughs> Just going <laughs> off of what Mike said, I was disappointed in the helicopters because there wasn't enough shooting going on. I feel like there oh. could have been... More shooting from the American helicopters with the aliens. Um, that being said, I, I don't, I think the intention was a sci-fi romance film, but I definitely got like a very creepy sci-fi film and I enjoyed it as a creepy sci-fi film. So I don't really know if I am here for what it was intended for, but as a John Carpenter movie, um, it actually kept me very riveted. I felt that there was there were a lot of very creepy moments in this, and that's really what I was here for. actually, the very sweet intimate moments had me kind of like backing up being like wait a minute cuz he's an alien like we can't trust him kind of thing
1: he <laughs> can't be wait, trusted
4: just because you come with seven balls doesn't mean you get my respect okay it doesn't <laughs> happen that way all right christian
0: seven Newsflash. balls <laughs> seven
2: magical balls christian no
4: no they're magic not how it happens you have to it's earn not the numbers
2: how you, how you use them <laughs>
3: Mike somebody lied to you your entire
1: <laughs> life
4: and I will also say uh, I actually I do think that this is Karen Allen's best thing that I've ever seen her in. and to be fair I think I've only seen her in Scrooge and this movie but I was of a lost art
2: I, Indiana Jones
4: yeah I haven't seen it um, I do think <laughs> alright we're rating ratings you guys can't talk right now this is I have the floor I, have the floor. <laughs> I thought you were one of us <laughs> <laughs> okay we're done and all right you guys are good have you seen okay so House? um i think this is one of her <laughs> better movies. <laughs> uh, i don't know wait was she nominated for an oscar for this or just just jeff bridges, just jeff bridges, bridges. right? That's, so this is very clearly that? like sexism yeah. because jeff bridges was just like an alien who could barely speak in like a full sentence and so like did he deserve who was a chair did you say it was a slow oscar year like i agree with this um it's not that I think that he was bad. He was great. Um, but is Oscar really him? No. Like, I think she did great. I think she should have been at least nominated. Uh, this is, I think she did outstanding. And, and especially playing the nuance of a, a grieving widow who's <laughs> yeah. seen her husband resurrected and is helping him um, get back to outer space. Um, that's like, like that's believable. She made it believable. And... She deserves some sort of credit for that. Um, And I think it's really great that Jeff Bridges got the nomination, considering that he could not, like, form a complete sentence. But, like, I also think that she did a really great job there with, like, the emotional (laughs) range. Um, Yeah, and I also really like John Carpenter's directing in this. That, I think I said this before, that is really what kept me into, like, kept me watching this was his direction, because... The way everything was shot and cut together, it made it seem like way more of an interesting film than it was. Because as it was, it was just like this guy who's like driving to Arizona, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was, it everything that they did made it seem way more interesting. And the whole time I was just watching it, being like, wait, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And. Ultimately, nothing really happened. Um, And the fact that I wasn't super disappointed that nothing happened is also a feat in and of itself. Except for the helicopters, they should have shot more people. I don't I don't know. (laughs) Like, read a history book. That's what happens. So I don't know what was going on there. Um, Yeah. So ultimately, I think I would give it a seven because I think the acting was great, the direction was great, of the production value was really great, but overall it was kind of boring. Nothing really happened. I don't really buy it as a love story. You had me on a a lot of different levels that didn't really pay out. And it wasn't because it was such a good movie, I wasn't disappointed, which is why i give it a seven. But like, ultimately I didn't, I don't really feel like I got the payoff that seven balls, you know, should give me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's a lot of
0: payoff.
4: <laughs> I'm not greedy. I'm just saying there were seven balls, and I don't know that I got that much out of it. So
0: you got s- seven balls out of ten. I got you.
4: Yeah.
3: You guys are, are busting my gray balls, my gray space balls. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, you glowing space balls. I see your Schwartz is a big
2: <laughs> God damn it. You beat me by that much. Damn
3: it. I'm gonna give this 10 balls out of 10 um look uh guys here's my my only complaint and uh you know I'll I'll bury it at the end of the episode um because I I I think this movie is really incredible and it's really special for me personally like seeing a genre director go outside of their their bounds successfully in 1984 somebody that's been labeled a horror director really hadn't done that before um and even when Russ Craven did it later, he never made a movie this fucking good. That Meryl Streep violin um, teaching kids music—I think it was called "Music from the Heart." I think is the title. Not nearly <laughs> as fucking good as this. You know, like it's just oh, t- it's a different ball game. All right, but Mike, my, my literally my main complaint—production <laughs> design on the uh, the government sets. I don't—they—they uh, they were doing like this. Uh, I guess they had like leftover screens from, like, Alien and, like, uh, Star Wars. With the green screens. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs>
0: and then, that doesn't bother me.
3: It was like, whatever. Dude's I like, understand. looking at
0: a TV. It's just, like, a TV. <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, that, that guy's job is to stare at a TV within two feet. Like,
3: but <laughs> all all of the monitors, like, everything in those rooms, it's just black. It's just black. It's black, black, black. And it's just, all you see is floating screens. And it's just like, what the fuck are art I know there are walls in here. Like what the fuck? It just made it look really low budget, and everything else in this movie looks like a million dollars. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know if the the production designer just couldn't couldn't handle like that. Like they were or... trying
2: to expose to be able to see all the screens, but then they could they couldn't just put something on the walls. No so man. I mean, like actually, they could do anything like, on the walls. Yeah. I mean, they
3: you know, like how hard is it to throw a light on the fucking wall? You know, get some fucking yeah. texture on there. They don't even do it. They just completely keep it black, and it's just like that's just such a bizarre choice. And it just makes everything in the room look like it's floating, um, and it really sticks out. Like it's just, it, you know what? It looks like really shitty um, Doctor Strange love war room set. Yeah, mm. it's kind of what it looks mm. like. But outside of that, I really super love everything in this movie. Like it, it, it just, yeah, you're getting some horror elements in the beginning. Um, I don't, I don't think that's misunderstanding like uh, directors intent or the directors like messing up the work i think that's the story it's supposed to be like it's obviously a sci-fi it happened one night right where we have our two love opposites right their leads and they are just they're their their love is formed from that uh, antagonistic relationship and th- that is a very big, huge story trope, and I understand why you guys were saying this movie feels a little cliched because yeah, I mean that that that's from the thirties, so yeah, I mean this story's been around for a while, um as long as all this time, but you know i I don't know it's still executed well, I mean it, fu- fucking give me it yes e t meets it happened one night, sure, you know, I'm okay with that, and I think Carpenter really handles this well um so do, so does Karen Allen, and that is kind of a shame that the Oscars did not like. She should have been fucking nominated. I was going through and like l- looking up the other actresses that were, the, Well, the other performances that were nominated. Um, a couple of them I hadn't, I have not seen, but the ones I had, I was like, you know what? I just rewatched this, so I'd probably give it to this movie. You know, I, Karen Allen is that fucking good. Yeah, I mean, she's the one with the major arc in in the film. I although. Unlike a lot of other films we cover on this podcast, this is one where Jeff Bridges' character also has an arc, and we normally don't get that in the, these kind of films. Um, I mean, like even think about Love Actually. It, the loves usually love stories and um, romance movies, like the character arc is very one-sided because one person is mm. usually already perfect, yeah. or yeah. that's the person we're obtaining, and we don't really get to know them. And it's about it's about one character growing. I don't know that, that's kind of special in this screenplay in, in this film That it, that is a rarity I don't know it's a 10 man it's solid I love the music Mike I don't care what you say I agree
0: <laughs> you know I was just reading that there's a 70 millimeter print of this uh, we should find somebody who's playing that somewhere <laughs> that's gotta be a blow up though right because it, it was sh- it, is a, it, is, it is a blow up okay yeah because this,
3: this was 35 shot in Panavision oh man yeah that's how Carpenter shoots all those bro <laughs> yeah man that's why it looks so damn good even when he was doing that low ass budget uh, assault in precinct 13, he's still like, Yeah, we're going to do it 235. Anybody got anything else?
0: My balls are empty, bro.
3: And with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us? You can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew Crew, spelled C R E W E. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jerry, where can the audience follow you, good sir?
0: You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen or my other podcast, Toro Stories, on Apple Podcasts.
3: And Griggsy, where can they find you?
2: I am on Instagram and Twitter at Grigzy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you?
4: You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. And that's Kristen with a K and an I.
3: And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Elkins Edits And... Um, I don't actually have this soundtrack. I bought it off eBay and I don't have it in yet. Holy shit. But it's coming. But I thanks eBay. I know, right? Well, you know, the post office. I ordered it weeks ago, but I Do you know the way to use eBay? <laughs> Do you even eBay? Bro, I totally eBay. Alright? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Alright, shut up. Alright, I think we're gonna
2: play track number fourteen Starman Leaves
3: <laughs> in
2: title. Hey, if it doesn't come in in time, just play Helicopter Sounds, and we will accept it as part of the soundtrack. All right, so this is the last time Greg Z is ever invited back on,
3: and this is from composer <laughs> Jack Niche. <It's> about time. <laughs> Enjoy. Damn, shit's getting real and genuine. That's what it took?
1: <laughs>
0: You're done, Griggs!